All we need to know is remove yourself from fear, understand that everything is happening is for the greater collective good. And this is such a blessing. This is such a gift. We have to collapse the old paradigms to step into the new. I'm just excited that things are changing and they're changing at a very deep, very fast and very drastic level. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to be inspired, get curious, expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern healers of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zaloki. So excited you're here. Let's get started. I am so excited to introduce all of you to Elizabeth April. She is a cosmic channeler, public speaker, spiritual influencer, and celebrated artist. Her YouTube channel is a huge hit, and she dives into everything between cosmic identity, space and time, other dimensions, lifetimes, soul awakenings, and self-discovery. Literally, I view all of her YouTube videos as some sort of activation and so much amazing insight, so much valuable content, and I'll do links at the end, but she does have a very special, super secret um, membership for her YouTube where you can get like extra insight info, like just for the special club. So I'll do links on that at the end, but just so you know, you if you're not already, you should be subscribed and following her. It has been blowing my mind. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on the Healer Dealer Podcast. Thank you so much, Diana, for having me here. I'm very excited to deep dive into everything that's going on and and, uh, help people wake up. I love that. And something that I love, uh, which I feel like is so much in alignment with the work that you're doing, is this podcast is really, um, the foundations of it is really to introduce everybody to different tools to try things on and giving themselves the freedom and um, choice to decide for themselves if it works for them or not. I'm going to try this on. It feels good. I'm going to use it. Not that's okay. I have more discernment with myself of knowing what I like and dislike. And that is something that I see echoed through every single piece of information that you put out there, you're constantly giving information on things, but then also putting it back into the viewer and listeners um, own experience of like, take it or leave it. This is just what I'm saying. And you know, if it's making you question things a little bit, then I've done my job. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. And I just really think that that's really amazing, powerful work. And you do it in such a way Um, I know a fangirl moment here, but I'm just rolling with it. Um, You do it in such a way that is very relatable. Um, You are smart as a whip. I don't want to say smart as a whip, but like you're so smart and intelligent and your delivery of everything is just, there's like, you know, so much information in just a few sentences. So it's just, it's really incredible. So Okay. So, all right, everybody buckle up. Um, So I'm going to just lead in with a couple, maybe big questions that we can, uh, you know, meal piece together. What does it mean to be living in a quantum reality? Okay. We're going to start there. Let's do it. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay. So yeah, quantum reality. So you know, there's a lot of different words for this, right? So the fifth dimension frequency, you know, love and light or what have you. Um, So the quantum reality, this is kind of where we're all ascending to. And I would describe it as a state of being where everything is simultaneous. And that's huge. I mean, just by me saying that it's almost, 
it's almost impossible to conceive, right? Just like the, bill, the, the number one billion, it's almost impossible and untangible to conceive. So when I say that when we live in the fifth dimension frequency or a quantum state of reality, we're basically living in a simultaneous, simultaneous superposition between the past and the future, between this space and your next moment, right? So everything is happening simultaneously. And even though it can be a little bit confusing, it allows you to consciously choose your state of reality that you want to be in because everything is possible and everything is simultaneously existing. I love that. So now we've mentioned 5D and I know a lot of people that are listening have been hearing um, 5D and I feel like that is really getting, people are hearing it, but maybe not understanding it. Would you tie 5D directly to living in a quantum reality and directly tied to, you know, both the same? Because I think of 3D as black or white. I think of 4D, 4D as like questioning things, but not really being in that state. And I think of 5D as being in that state. Could you go over maybe in a better way, the 3D, 4D, 5D? Yeah, you're pretty good. Um, okay. So this is just from my understanding, but 3D is very linear, right? It's like you said, it's binary. It's one or the other. It's left or right. It's blue or red, you know? Um, 4D is kind of this weird liminal place in between. Um, so this is kind of where ghosts and spirits and even dark entities kind of hang out and linger is in 4D. 4D is also just the dimension of time itself. Like I said, it's a little bit untangible. It's not very clear. It's kind of in between. Um, and the fifth dimension level is just a higher vibrational frequency, once again, where that quantum superposition exists, where everything exists simultaneously. So time is a little bit different. Space is a little bit different. One of the best ways that I can um, describe and maybe metaphors that I can describe 5D is actually the internet. Right. So right now we are conversing. We're in different places of the world. Um, you know, we are in the same time zone, but people watching this all over the world, different time zones. Um, and they don't have to be in our physical space, in our physical presence in order to hear this information. So the Internet is a really good example of where the concepts of space and time don't exactly exist as they do in the third dimensional uh, physical you know, density. I love that. Now I'm going to just hop to the next because I have very specific. Okay. So now I feel like this is a bit of a foundation for people to get their head wrapped around. So mm -hmm. what does it mean to be a star seed? Okay. Good question. <clears throat> so, you know, where it gets a little bit tricky is differentiating between an old soul and a star seed, right? So we're not even going to go there. We're just going to differentiate between say everyone else and star seeds. A starseed individual is a soul who comes from other galaxies, other dimensions, other planets, other realms and realities, and they have consciously volunteered their soul to come to this planet. So basically, they're not originally human, right? And, um, and that kind of, that's difficult for, for a lot of those beings. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners, a lot of my followers are all pretty much starseeds. They volunteered themselves to come here. So uh, typically, if you're a starseed, you don't feel like you fit in. You're always the black sheep of the family. Um, you're always kind of looking at the bigger picture. You're always wanting to give every aspect of yourself. You're wanting to heal everyone around you. You feel everything. You're very sensitive, right? So uh, these are a lot of the traits of a starseed. And 
also a lot of traits of an old soul as well in general. Um, but Starseed specifically came here for a mission um, and signed up for a contract from, you know, another body and identity. But aren't we all Starseeds? Because don't we need to be a Starseed to then be our first version of an old soul? So, uh, good question. Uh, no, not every single human on this planet is a starseed. Some of them are just old souls. Some of them are actually really fresh and new souls. And they were just kind of, you know, this, like, think about it. It's like there are souls out there who started their soul journey in the third dimension density on planet Earth. So they're human, like they're very human, right? Uh, and typically those people get very wrapped up in emotions. They get very con connected and attached to material, you know, because they are all they've ever known is this black and white binary reality. Um, but even those beings are strong enough and um, powerful enough and wise enough to wake up as well. I mean, it's not all for loss if it's just a human. Um, they have the capacity to do that as well because this is a very powerful and important time um, for the planet. And if you're here at this time, you're here for a reason. So, okay. I have like a million questions, but I'm going to like hold the reins back for a second. So, okay. I like to describe the way I've been describing to friends as far as the current climate of energetics is there's this heavy density. Think of it like energy weather. So I, I always use a description of like, as if it's raining and everybody's just in the rain, they're letting themselves get wet, and they're like, oh, I'm wet, I'm in the rain, pandemic, blah, 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 like this, this frequency, which I very much associate 3D, and let's say there's a lot of newer souls within that, right? I find personally that there are so many, so many star seeds and light workers of all kinds being completely activated at this time. And what's happening is they're aware that they're being activated. They're aware that they're here for something bigger. But I have associated their own experience of feeling not good as their own personal healing crisis to clear out the cobwebs. Um, would you say that that's an accurate representation of those that feel like they are thinking things in, you know, like higher best good? They know something better is happening, but they're actually feeling kind of crappy right now. Mm -hmm, absolutely, yeah. Um, I would say there's probably two main aspects of why star seeds, old souls, and really anyone on the planet would feel really kind of shitty right now. Um, two two different aspects. One is um, you're an empath, you're sensitive, and you're feeling the fear that's being embedded and projected in the world right now, right? So even if you remove yourself from the news, you could still feeling you could still be feeling your neighbor beside you, you know. So just kind of being aware that you're just really sensitive and the world is kind of dipping to a low frequency, as you mentioned, to rise even higher, but we've got to dip before we rise. So that's one aspect. You're just sensitive. You're feeling everything. The other aspect of what could potentially be going on, which most likely is, is a purging of old Akashic records, a purging of past lifetimes, a purging of traumas and energetic and emotional baggage. And this is what I find, you know, old soul, young soul, um, new soul, cosmic soul, whatever, um, you know, you're going to be purging out that old energy. If you've done the work in the past couple of years, the purge, the release, the ego death isn't going to be as extreme as if you haven't done the work. 
the majority of the people on this planet have not necessarily been aware, have not necessarily been doing the work. So it's very extreme right now. Like if, if all of you listening to this, think about your worst moment in your life when you got into that accident or you, you know, your husband divorced you or, you know, this or that or what have you, you lost your job, you know, that's an ego death, right? That's an identity collapse. And right now, the rest of the world is going through some of the worst moments of their entire life um, to have that identity collapse and that ego death in order to rise higher, in order to rise to the occasion of the awakening. And to just tie back into what you were talking about as far as stepping into 5D, you know, it's really being accepting of both. So, you know, I, I, when you say it's normal for everybody to kind of be going literally through the motions of, you know, feeling really good and feeling, you know, in alignment. And then the next day feeling like crap and feeling like they're 3D friends, even though they're like, I'm not 3D, but I'm getting those vibes right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So I have another question. So do you feel that there is, you know, in our human language, there's a lot of words that get thrown out there. And I think sometimes it can be confusing for people. Is there really a difference between dimensions and frequency and light language? Or are they all the same? Okay. Well, I mean, light language, you just kind of threw in there because it literally is a language. Um, but, but it's a frequency too. I mean, I could say that the, the camera filming this is, is a frequency because it is. I could say that this physical body is a frequency. Everything in this entire universe is a frequency. But when we're talking about the differences between dimensions and densities and frequencies, I literally interchange those words all the time together. The biggest thing that's really important for people to understand is that the number one limitation we have on this planet beyond space and time is language it is so limiting okay and um and of course language holds frequency too so the biggest thing is people misinterpreting you know the messages that i bring because they're getting stuck into the in, in the words in the semantics and the verbiage and i always tell people let go of the words let go of the definitions that you have in your mind and just feel the frequency of what i'm emitting right because people really tend to nitpick oh well what do you mean you know dimension is different than density and I'm like, no, not that I've been taught. Each dimension is a vibrational density, right? So it's like, you know, I just interchange those things all the time. And, uh, and I, I haven't really had any formal training on, you know, spirituality or what I do. And I've never really read a book or watched a documentary on the stuff that I channel to keep my channel as pure as possible. So um, I try and redefine the words that I use in almost every video that I have. And wouldn't you invite those that are getting poked at your language in those instances as a really deep mirror for themselves on their own relationship with that language and what it, what, how it can shine a light on something within themselves? Yeah, exactly. I was just uh, asked the other day how I deal with trolls and how I deal with, you know, haters online. And, you know, I just said that I love them so much because by them coming into my frequency and me coming into their frequency, there's something there that they're looking for. There's something there that I can provide them. And by them showing up for me, it's a really good reminder of where I've been before. I've also been separated. I've also been in fear. I've also been stuck. I've also been unhappy. I've also been hurting. And so I have so much compassion for those people. And most of the time I don't bother correcting them 
because I'm sure other people are having the same thoughts and ideas. And I just allow the individuals to interpret the messages the way that they need to. And eventually, you know, hopefully they'll come around to a more objective view on the vibration that I'm emitting. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. My next, this is very exciting. I just get, keep getting the visual of like lily pad. I'm like next lily pad mm -hmm. jump. So with everything that's going on with this mm -hmm. collective shift, why is it now the time that I'd say every being on earth is more open to, oh, there's interdimensional beings, there's other life forms. I'm actually feeling this vibe connection. You know, I'm yeah. watching these videos on conspiracy. I'm watching these videos on aliens. Like, you know, why, why that? Why now? Yeah, great question. Um, super interesting. So basically, you know, you're asking, um, what's the connection between raising your vibration and, you know, believing in aliens, right? And it's funny because for the longest time, these have been extremely separate areas in, in this reality, right? It's like a UFO alien conspiracy believer is very different than a spiritual new age yogi hippie, you know? And now we're kind of combining them. And what I believe uh, through my channeling is that, like you mentioned before, we're all hybrids, right? So whether your soul is human or interdimensional or cosmic or young or whatever, you know, you're in a body that has been manipulated genetically over our human history so many times by interdimensionals. You have a body, you have a biology, you have DNA that is extremely powerful and extremely high vibrational. And that's why we've been so suppressed is because we're so powerful, right? And, and the powers that be do not want us in our full expression. So I believe, and I channeled this just like a month or two ago, because I, I asked the same question. I'm like, what's the comparison here? Why is it so important for us to believe in aliens in order for us to ascend? And the message that came back is, Believing and understanding that intelligent life is out there in the universe will actually allow us and help us to unlock the, the interdimensional DNA within our own biological bodies, um, which basically allows us to integrate into what we've always had. Like, say, for example, um, and this is kind of a silly example, but say, for example, you know, uh, your arm ended up getting chopped off for whatever reason and you're just taught by humanity that that's it you've lost a limb but what if i told you that in your dna you're actually able vibrationally to grow back physically your your limb right um you can only do that if you understand that it's possible so you have to allow the impossibilities into your reality in order to step into the experience of them <sighs> My, uh, just drop it just drop in your little sprinklings little truth bombs here okay <laughs> the next thing i'm very excited to dive into um and we can take this as deep as you want it or whatever feels good what is the connection both timeline wise and energetically and with the mass awakening of what is happening now with the connection back to Atlantis and Lumeria, what is that about? Oh my goodness. Okay. I have to tell you that today I was having a great conversation with a friend of mine who's a 
she's in she's in a Limerian star seed, okay, but she's she's got you know really powerful connections to the Pallades, and I we've known this for a while. And today, for whatever reason, we went into this two and a half hour, and she's a channeler too. This two and a half hour deep dive, and I swear, so many light codes activated. We put all the pieces of the puzzle together about why it's so important to have all of these Atlantean and Limerian star seeds activated and having this like kind of, you know, there's a lot of information and it's so funny that you bring this up because on Monday, I'm gonna deep dive into an hour long video talking about every single aspect of Limeria and Atlantis. And I have so many light codes to activate in people on that subject, but all I'm gonna say here, because it's a huge topic, but all I'm gonna say is that the very last time humanity was awakened to our fullest extent, and you know, the easiest way to put it is like ascension, awakened, but really Christ consciousness, right? I mean, if you think about how magical Jesus was, and he was just a man who I believe was an interdimensional being um, who came here to spread a message, right? Um, we're all gonna be Jesus. We're all getting back to this Christ consciousness. We're all going to be at that level of awakening and ascension. The last time that we were there collectively on this planet was all the way back in ancient Lemuria and Atlantis. And this is why we need all of these star seeds, these Atlantean and Lemurian star seeds to come online right now because you, you've been through it. We've been through it before. We know how this plays out and we know what to avoid as well. And, uh, and so that's all I'm going to say is that that's so relevant and so important right now because that's the last time we experienced what's happening right now. Okay. I love that. So we're going to do our own little time travel hop because this episode will post, um, which is so funny. Every time I do an episode, I'm like sense of urgency, like get it out right this second. Um, but I know this will post after you do that video with it. So let's do, um, uh, let's do a little time hop of those that are listening, people that have already watched this video. What would yeah. be maybe the follow-up advice to help them integrate these light codes you're going to be implementing in them during these videos that you're coming out with? Okay. Good question. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I would say that Working with things like the elements, right? So fire, water, air, earth, um, and working with especially things like crystals and working with meditation are going to help you activate. And, you know, after watching that video, understanding that, you know, if, if that video made you cry or if that video resonated deeply with you, uh, then you're one of these star seeds and it's time for you to stop hiding in the shadows. And that's what's happened time and time again, is that these beautiful beings have been so suppressed and they've sacrificed themselves so much that they've been hiding in the spiritual closet. And I just wanna to say to all of you that this is the time to come online. This is the time to help humanity collectively. Um, you have something special to give. I love that. And wouldn't you say that, um, and I think about this all the time when I'm speaking to people who, think at first thought that they don't have something special to offer. Don't you think everybody's secret superpower is that thing that comes so easily to them that others come to them for that they just don't even acknowledge in them because it's so innate and natural into who they are? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Every single soul on this planet has um, a piece of that puzzle, has a purpose, has a mission, right? There's no two souls that have the exact same mission. 
Um, but the, the funny thing is, is I actually want to reverse what you said and go on the opposite end. Your biggest struggle, your biggest resistance piece, your biggest life lesson, your biggest challenge is your greatest strength. Okay. So it's super important. So look at where this is. And sometimes it's easier for people to look at their resistance and understand, oh, I'm really struggling with grief and grieving. Well, guess what you're meant to do? You're meant to help people through the process of grief and grieving. So for me, my biggest struggle is um, the balance between being a human and being a cosmic interdimensional being. And I'm always flipping back and forth and kind of tuning into both frequencies. So that is my greatest and has always been my greatest struggle is how to balance both, both worlds. And that is simultaneously my greatest gift to humanity is teaching them, hey, I can go to the 12th dimension and back and I can still snort, laugh and be a human and eat a whole bag of chips and, you know, stub my toe. You know, like I can, you know, I can go to both extremes. And that's what I teach people that it's okay to be both. You know, it's not all one or all the other. And once again, my greatest struggle and yet my greatest gift. I love that. Such a great reminder. Um, so do you find, because I know you're out in the desert right now with your wife, do you find because you do so much channeling work and you're interacting with all kinds of beings electronically and um, that you feel like less a need to be with people in person as much like socially like you're like okay i'm good i have my wife and my channeling and all of the electronicals well yeah it's funny um you know nothing has really changed for me i'm still doing what i do every day and um you know my whole life has pretty much lived in quarantine and that's that's how i prefer it so yeah i mean i um i'm a pretty like lone wolf you know i don't necessarily have a tribe of people i have individuals who i resonate and connect with and that's just how i prefer it instead of a party scene i'll take you one-on-one -on -one in a coffee shop and that way i feel like i can get the most out of that one frequency even if you know i bring my wife into the mix of say you and i hanging out um that's going to change the frequency of you know of the connection so I'm, I'm very sensitive to frequencies and I really like um, the, I kind of like the all or nothing frequency. Like, let me just, you know, if I'm with you, let's just deep dive right into where we need to go. Let's not just play this, you know, surface level third dimension game. Oh my God. I feel very much relatable, relatable. I can't speak to that. Like I, you know, people meet me and I'm so outgoing and I'm so, you know, I have a lot of high energy and it's assumed that I like being in big crowds and stuff. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I really don't like small groups. And even that, like I much, much, much prefer one-on-one, -on -one. like much yeah. prefer one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and I bring this up too, because I'm experiencing this a little bit. And I feel like many of our listeners probably are too, is I live by myself. I am single. I have been channeling a lot. I have my friends I still talk to. I do not feel lonely at all. Like, and it's interesting because during this quarantine time, I have a lot of friends and family who I feel that are pushing through their 3D limits and growth, and they are completely perplexed how I am happy and good being by myself. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not by myself. Like, it's just, it's really, it's just a very interesting 
uh, interesting um, energy to see how, like, I think everybody that has been doing this inner work for years is really starting, I don't want to say this, yeah, maybe I will say it, like, starting to see the benefits of how that is really um, supporting you in this time rather than just like, I'm doing all this in, intense inner work. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, I just want to say, um, having people in our life can be a huge distraction. And a lot of people out there don't realize that going to the bar three nights a week or, you know, or going over to your mom's house every Sunday or whatever your typical, you know, day is. It's a, there's a lot of distraction in that. All of your illusions, all of your attachments, all of your distractions are all being, you know, taken out from under you right now and you're being forced to go within. So um, I'm perfectly happy literally never seeing or talking to another person, you know, for the rest of my life. But that's just, I mean, cool. Like I, I fill my day with so many beautiful things that make me so happy that don't really involve other humans. Um, because I don't need that distraction. I don't need that validation. I don't, I, I do appreciate the other humans for the mirroring, right? You always see yourself in different ways from other people. But um, other than that, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people are struggling with being with themselves at this time. Yes. And I think I heard someone the other day call it a, uh, what was it, a Vipassana, spiritual Vipassana or something, which is amazing. And for those of you who don't know what Vipassana is, it's a silent 10-day meditation uh, retreat, which I've done before. And uh, and it's, I mean, a lot of people drop out on day three, on day three, because they can't be without their devices, because they can't be without social media, because they can't be with themselves. So it's really incredible how we have this global opportunity to be with ourselves, to purge out our old limiting beliefs and to realize the ego attachments that we've had. And I also feel that in whatever we just shared about, you know, being comfortable with your own company and shifting and, um, you know, eradicating old past beliefs that are not supporting us. I also have had to remind myself, and I'm putting this out there to remind everybody else too, that in this new frequency, you are probably going to need new tools to support you. So whatever you felt was your like self-care previously um, could be shifting with the times too. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. Definitely new tools, new foundations. Um, a lot of us, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners have also you know, been receiving these new tools like you mentioned, right, in the past couple of years. Um, we've all kind of been training for this. And now that we have been trained, we can train others. I love that. And I love, um, you spoke about this, um, I think just a few days ago, like things I remember you said, it's like little like highlights in my mind. Um, just how you're really here to support and teach the teachers, like really very clear on, um, teachers. And, um, I associate that with, uh, uh, teachers in the mastery of these new energetics versus just uh, choosing one, which would be the student uh, POV, which would be related uh, directly with uh, 3D, which is just very linear. Would you agree? Yep, exactly. Okay. So, you know, same thing, right? If you're all light and all love, you're still just a student. 
if you're all hate and all fear, you're still just the student. People don't realize that, you know, all light and all love can also just put you into a limited and linear perspective. Um, but if you have both and you've dabbled in both light and love, you become the master. And that's what I'm here to do is to teach the teachers. Uh, and that's what I remind everyone. If you if you resonate with me, if you found my channel, if you're here right now, you know, you're a teacher and it's time for all of us to step into that because we have 8 billion people to awaken in the next four years. Like, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love that. And uh, I would just like raise my hand. I'm like, teacher's pet, teacher's pet. Um, <laughs> okay. I have a, a question that's like butting, butting ahead. Um, is there something or piece of information that you are really wanting to share that you are holding back on? Hmm. Interesting. Well, or a question. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really don't consciously hold a whole lot back. One thing that I kind of realized today in meditation was I have a huge amount of knowledge on on reptilians, to be honest. And the reason why is because I have channeled them for years and years now, and I've also dealt with them for a very long time. And, uh, and so I hold back on that. I really hold back on talking a lot about reptilians and who they are and why they're here. And I think the reason why is because I don't wanna be perceived as fear-based, but of course it's my own fear to hold back and to think that people would perceive me as that, you know? So um, yeah, super interesting. Like I think the number one thing that I would say about reptilians and the shapeshifters and what's going on is they're real, they're here. They've been here since the dawning of humanity. They have taken over the planet um, in all of the ways, you know, politically, mass media, religious, you know, all of that. Um, not all of the reptilians are bad, you know, in the universe. So that's also important to know. And the last thing that I would want people to know other than just, you know, deep diving into it and maybe another video is that they're being taken down, right? The reptilian Illuminati shadow government shapeshifter cabal are all being kind of removed and taken off this planet uh, by the Galactic Federation. And I've known that for years that this was always going to be the plan. Okay. So two big questions. Cause I can just imagine um, my beautiful listeners feeling bitch slapped with a bunch of amazing information. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that so affectionately. <laughs> um, uh, I still squished your face. You're so brilliant. Um, but not in a weird squished face way. Um, okay, can you just explain really quickly what reptilian means? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so a reptilian is just another interdimensional being. So they actually kind of look like giant, archaic dinosaur humans. They actually look like dinosaur humans. They're green, they have scales, they can range from like seven to 10 feet tall. Some of them have tails, some of them have wings, some of them have neither, um, very humanoid body. And uh, they have technology and the capability to shape shift into humans. So the problem is, is that they have been portraying and projecting themselves as these elites within society, that 1% of society for a very long time to basically take back control of humans and to disillusion us into thinking that we are a lot less than we really are. Oh, so good. Okay. And then you threw this line in there, which I will do links uh, to your YouTube so everybody can follow up and do like their own 
deep dive into these because I know some of these questions I'm asking, it's like, hey, tell me this real quick. And you're like, well, actually, it's like a 45-minute video on each. (laughs) I feel like, uh, so I just want to acknowledge that and just know that everything we're talking about, I think, is a beautiful introduction into these different topics. Um, And then, you know, you guys, any of these things that um, Elizabeth is uh, talking about, whatever you're feeling more curious or resonating with, like, she has videos on all of these deep diving into all of these. So I'll do a link to that so you can choose for yourself, like, check out from the library what you want to dive into. So I just want to put that out there for those that are um, listening, getting excited, uh, more curious, and feeling maybe a little overwhelmed with all these uh, different information. But I really want you guys to listen in and just really see what you're resonating with and see that whatever you're feeling, uh, this is your confirmation of all of these things that you're feeling. Um, So that was my little mid-break. But okay, so now, next leapfrog, lily pad. Can we talk about the Galactic Federation? What is the Galactic Federation and how are they watching over us and protecting us on Earth? Yeah, so I describe the Galactic Federation of Light as kind of like a giant government system out there in the universe. I was really kind of pissed off to find out about their... um, their existence back in 2011. And the reason why is because I was in university studying global politics. And I figured that, you know, an eighth dimensional Palladian being would be far more superior than having a government structure. You know, so I was really just, I'm like, guys, you haven't figured this out? Like, really? You need a structure out there? Isn't everyone just free and happy and at peace? But they explained to me that out there in the universe is just as binary, can be just as limited uh, and linear as this planet, right? I mean, this planet is a pretty good microcosm of the macrocosm of the universe. So there's light and dark out there in the universe. And the Galactic Federation is basically like um, a coalition of many, infinite number of uh, beings, interdimensional beings, who all want to come together for peace. So their main goal, their main mission as a collective is just peace in the universe. They're not trying to um, usurp the dark with their light. It's not about that. It's about making sure that the dark, if they want to stay dark, they can be on their side of the universe or what have you, as long as they're keeping to themselves, right? And, um, and so, yeah, so there's, you know, Galactic Federation motherships in every galaxy in the universe. Um, there's an infinite number of councils that deal with an infinite number of, um, you know, issues and subjects and topics uh, in the universe as well. So specifically, I deal with the uh, Palladian Security Council, and they are specifically for this planet, um, giving me insights and information on what humanity needs to know as a collective in order to kind of move forward on our path. I also specifically deal with, but really never talk about, um, dealing with the Gray, the Zeta Gray Collective and um, their council as well. And they specifically deal with the hybridization project. And that's all information. I have tons of information on the hybrid project, but that's all information that can wait. You know, that's all going to come out in due time. Um, but for right now, people really need to, to really step in and wake up and understand that all of this stuff is existing. It's all out there. We're being protected. They're here to help us. Um, but we have to ask for the help first. Okay. I love that. Thank you. And as you were talking the whole time, I just had this, uh, 
vision of all of them on the ship right now, like look, gathered together watching us have this conversation and like very um, like formal uh, stance and just like, like, yes, my child. Yes, my child. Like, uh, just try. Mm. so that was uh, really uh, very sweet. Like watching like almost like a football game. Yeah. Like that, that's a vision I got. So for, okay. So the Galactic Federation is like many different ships, many different galaxies. So the one that is specifically watching over earth right now is the whole starseed species, not starseed, sorry. The, um, is there a difference between saying alien and interdimensional? Is like alien, like a rude word to them to say. It is. Yeah. But oh. it's fine. No, but let's <laughs> talk about this. This is good. I've actually always wondered this. Wait, no, okay, cool. really. This, oh, I love this. Okay. So, Okay. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Okay. So what's the word that, uh, that they all prefer for us to use? Yeah. So, so they told me a long time ago. So an um, extraterrestrial alien interdimensional, it's all, it's all the same thing. Okay. Even the super dark vibrational beings are interdimensional because they're in different dimensions. I consider us as humans to be interdimensional beings. There's no difference between us and the rest of the interdimensionals out there. So yeah, so extraterrestrial, interdimensional um, are typically the, the words that I've received to use. Other people will use like star family or like this cosmic. or that, and that's all fine. Sorry? A cosmic too, like cosmic family. Yeah, 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 like cosmic family, cosmic guides. Um, and I still use alien. Like I still use alien in, in my tags and all of that. And the reason why is because it's short, okay? It's, it's a pretty like small word compared to extraterrestrial or interdimensional. Um, and the other reason too is because that's kind of where humanity's consciousness is at right now is the, the, the term alien. So they're fine with it, but um, it's, it's almost like um, disrespectful because that's what I alien, was <laughs> yeah, it's like the word alien implies that they're not from around here when technically they seeded the planet here. They were the true originators here. Oh, I'm so, just personally, and I feel so many people, I always uh, say to myself, anything that I really resonate personally is gonna like ripple into everybody um, that is listening. And I just, I know that seems maybe very small, but like that is a detail that I've actually always questioned because it felt like derogatory to me when mm -hmm. I've said like, like I'm like, mm, it's like kind of rude, like, but which one is it? There's so many, like, but like that. So I actually love that. So our interdimensional extraterrestrial cosmic family guides. Woo. <laughs> um, I love that. So, okay. So everybody that's um, listening, when somebody is watching, let's say your Galactic Federation video with the information that's coming and they're rewatching it, and then they're very curious, can anybody that has the intention of wanting to be able to communicate with the Galactic Federation? A hundred percent. Most of the people, well, I don't want to say most of the people, but a lot of the people who are on this planet were working with the Galactic Federation in a past lifetime. So I, I consider them to be an alumni, right? An alumni of the Galactic Federation. So you naturally already have so many connections to the Galactic Federation. You naturally are already, you know, connected to them. So there's no, you know, oh, but they're not communicating with me because I don't hear them back. You know, you're just not at the vibrational frequency level to connect with them as clearly as they want to connect with you. So it really takes just a clear intention and quieting your mind and avoiding distraction to fully connect. It's kind of like 
um, working on telepathy with another human. You know, it's very similar to that. It's kind of like, it's very subtle and it's very intangible in a way. So you can't really expect much of what you're going to receive back from the Galactic Federation when you first connect with them. All you need to know is that you're already connected and all you need to do is set an intention, feel it in your heart space. And when you connect with them that way, they will hear you. Um, and then just kind of look for signs in your physical reality rather than expect them to have some sort of voice booming in your head, because that's not how it started for me either. You know, it was a very subtle kind of beginning uh, to get myself to where I am now, where it is a full conversation with them. Okay. So going back to the intention, if somebody is not currently in the frequency to connect with them directly as somebody as yourself does, is it possible within anybody that's listening's intention of saying, please put me in the frequency so I can be uh, consciously aware of what is being communicated back to me? Can you put the intention for the frequency? You know what? The, asking that question, you're, you're so tricky. Asking that question is basically like having three wishes. And on the third wish, you're like, I wish for more wishes. No. Okay. It doesn't work that way. Um, the reason why is because the Galactic Federation or your cosmic guides or any spirit guide for that matter uh, cannot, it is against universal law to override someone's free will. So for you to say, hey, can you make me fall in love with this person? Or can you make okay. this person so love me? Similar. Or can okay. you... Can you make me raise my vibration so I can hear you? No, you have to do the work on your own. You can't just you know, skip and ask for it and it'll happen. I love yeah. the um, connection of that. Okay, so then let's go back to that. So we can't make anybody fall in love with us. We can't make the three extra wishes. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm literally, I, I feel like my questions are literally like spidey, like mischievous ones asking uh, for those. So, um, okay. So then my question around that is, you know, when you're saying do the work in, in internal work, everybody doing the work, what if somebody is uh, listening to this and they're saying, actually, I have been doing the work. I have been doing all this stuff and I want to connect, but okay, I'm not at the same frequency. How can they become of the frequency to be able to connect? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something that really comes up here and we can talk about how to raise your vibration because that's important, but something that comes up here is attachment, okay? We need to realize that this concept of attachment is a fear frequency and people don't usually associate fear with attachment um, because fear is like, oh, I'm scared of that thing, but it's not. It's a fear frequency. It's a lower vibration. So you could have all the best intentions in the world and you could want all the most beautiful things, you know, for everyone. Um, But if you're attached to it, it's never going to happen. So if you're like, I, in order for me to feel powerful, I need to connect with you. In order for me to stand in, you know, uh, step into my cosmic identity, I need to have that validation. If you need anything from the Galactic Federation, if you need anything from your spirit guides, you will not have whatever it is that you want. The second that you surrender, the second that you let go, the second that you're super casual and nonchalant about it, it comes, right? So it's, it's that vibration of, I'm good no matter if I get a validation. I'm good no matter if I hear you or not because I'm just so connected. And when you're standing in that belief of just being connected, you are seriously just connected. When you stand in the energy of needing to be connected for some other ulterior motive, it's never going to happen. And a lot of people get caught up in that. It's very fine you know, fine line there. Um, But talking about raising your vibration is important. 
right? So if you want to be, you know, step into your psychic or intuitive abilities, if you want to connect to the cosmic, you know, galactic federation, you want to be raising your vibration to meet them halfway. You need to realize that where we are right now is a very low, limited third vibrational frequency. They're in eighth dimension and above. So you you got to go at least to fifth in order to, you know, meet them halfway because it's extremely difficult for them to come down here into this density. So ultimately, um, how to raise your vibration. Like I have tons of video, tons of free content out there step-by-step step on how to raise your vibration. But I think the number one thing that I could say to everyone right now, two things actually. One, be consciously aware of every thought and of every reaction and of every action you take in your reality moment to moment. And a lot of you will probably be sitting there thinking, well, nothing's happening in my life right now. I mean, what am I going to be aware of? Literally everything, how you pour the water into your glass, what clothes or sweatpants, I should say, you choose to wear today, right? What video game you're playing, what art piece you choose to, you know, whatever, right? Who you choose to call and what you say in that call every single day. There are thousands of choices that we're making and the majority of the time we're not making them consciously. So how to raise your vibration? Be aware that you're creating your reality based on the thoughts the reactions and the actions that you're taking. Okay. I the love second, that. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, sorry. I just go wanted ahead. to add on to that um, awareness is wouldn't you say having that awareness, but not have attachment to the awareness that you're having? Of course. Yeah. Non-attachment. You have to live non-attached to, to, to whatever. You know, for example, um, like when you're saying like your conversation or this and that, like you're consciously aware of these things, not to be aware of it and then beat yourself up about it. Cause you're like, Oh, I did that this way or did that way. I feel like that's an important, a point. I cannot talk important little like bottom note. Yes, exactly. So loving yourself just as much for the shitty days as you do for the great days, right? And not feeling bad that all of a sudden you're aware of perpetuating the old pattern. You're gonna perpetuate it more if you hate yourself for perpetuating it, right? You can transmute it through the awareness and the appreciation of the dark, the dark times, right? Um, and that kind of leads me to, to another point with raising your vibration, which is uh, taking action, right? There is way more weight in your thoughts than there are, than there is in your actions, okay? So it's the vibration that you're feeling around the thing itself more so than the thing itself. So I have people, you know, clients come to me, Elizabeth, I've been working for 10 years on how to be psychic and to tap in and be intuitive, and, but I'm, I'm doing meditation every day and I'm eating vegan and I, and I you know, do yoga and, I, and I'm you know, going outside nature. I'm doing all the things. And I said, well, do you love yourself? Oh, oh, I guess, well, maybe I'm like, hmm, are you doing all these things because another teacher told you that you need to do these things, right? So the most important thing is it's not about what you are or are not doing. It's about your vibrational connection and reaction to the things and the choices that you're making. Kind of like what you mentioned before, you know, between, between hating yourself and perpetuating that or, or really just loving where you are right now and, and what's happening, good, bad, or ugly. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. I'm going to hop to my next lily, lily pad. Cause, uh, um, this I happened after you and I chatted yesterday. Um, I literally, okay. Get to my point. My point is 
talking about timelines and time hopping. Because for example, there's been uh, a few experiences I am deeply aware of where I'm like, I don't remember doing that and I did it and it's showing up. And specifically, I'm gonna use this example, like yesterday, um, you and I were chatting and got off and then I um, had a, another podcast set up for today but I was really thinking about myself and I was like, you know what, energetically, I'm not in the headspace to talk with that person's vibration and really honor that. And I was literally just thinking, I would, I, I need to ask to postpone it. And before I even was done thinking it, I got an email reply for her saying, are we still on for tomorrow? But the reply was to a cancellation I made two weeks ago, but it still showed in my calendar that it was still set. And I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, I did not cancel. Like, I was like, Okay, timeline hop a traveler. So I just use that as a small example. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's that small or not, but like, um, but Kim, and I, I believe I remember, unless I made it up, I swear that you mentioned this a few times in different posts. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about the weird glitches in the matrix and simultaneous time. I mean, when we raise our vibration into the fifth dimension frequency, both time and space don't really exist the way that we're typically used to them existing. So things get weird, you know, and uh, just like you mentioned, having time looping, time hopping, um, doing things that you swear you did, but then you didn't do them in this reality. You know, it's very interesting. Another good example that I've used before is uh, years ago when I really got into talking about the Mandela effect and 3D versus 5D. I had a client of mine and she called me up and she said, Elizabeth, something really weird just happened. And she said, last night I had the most amazing conversation with my husband. And, and she's like, you know, my husband. I'm like, oh, I know your husband, right? Just slow vibe. And, uh, and she's like, we talked about everything for like four hours. We talked about our emotions and our past and our aspirations and where we want to go. And, and then we fell asleep. It was great. And then we wake up and we drive to the grocery store together in the morning. And, you know, I turn to my husband and I say, what a great conversation we had last night. I'm so happy we talked about everything. And he says, what do you, what do you mean? What conversation? We just, you know, watched this TV show. And she's like, what? How can he not remember? Like, it just happened like hours ago. And, uh, and so I told her, I tuned into it and I told her, I said, when the two of you were having that conversation the night prior, you were both in the fifth dimension frequency. Then you fell asleep. He woke up in the third dimension density. You woke up in the fifth dimension density. You remember what happened in the fifth dimension and he doesn't remember at all because it never happened in his current state of reality. So we need to realize that glitches in the matrix, time hopping, simultaneous time, doing things that we don't remember doing, um, even like things like bushes in your backyard and moving places. And that, that, you know, it's really weird, but you know, we have to open our mind to these things happening. And, and every single time I put out a glitches in the matrix video or a Schumann resonance or a quantum physics video, I get a ton of emails after of people saying, after I watched your video, I experienced exactly what you said was happening to you. Right. And once again, once we understand that this is possible, we can then integrate it into our realities and experience it firsthand. Oh, I love it. Oh, so good. So one thing I've noticed too is um, a lot of discussion around, and I'm probably going to botch up the name Schumann resonance, resonance, yeah. resonance is how it's been, uh, you know, 
getting like the highest numbers in like forever. Um, and then, uh, people being, uh, sort of, um, like affected by it in, in different ways. So do you feel, okay, maybe this is like a broader question, but I just, it's like com competition and, and it's like, ask this or this. Um, even though we're all going through this collective shift and the earth is raising its vibration because it's actually able to heal. And um, do you feel that there is still, um, you know, energy purge of mother earth that is coming outside of our humanity purging? Oh my gosh, that sounded, does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. There's, there's a huge relief and a huge, uh, purging that still needs to happen collectively on the planet and especially individually on the planet. And the Schumann resonance is just the vibration or a vibrational measurement of the planet. And as it spikes, it kind of pushes us all into that new fifth dimension frequency that you were talking that we were talking about. So um, yeah, so it's it's quite uh, amazing to see this this frequency reading spike so high. I mean, today it's 138, and typically it's Seven, seven, seven is the baseline frequency. And today we have 138 Hertz on the planet. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. Um, if everybody were to be deeply aware, everybody deeply aware that the earth is healing, that the vibration is raising for Gaia can that awareness alone continue to build the earth's frequency? Um, I don't think awareness is, no, I don't think so. I don't think awareness is enough. Um, we need awareness and we need action. Just because you know both sides of things or you know, you know all, all the different kind of angles of what's going on or you okay. know that the earth is healing, you know, I feel like we really need to apply ourselves to that and heal ourselves within. So how small, I just want to make this so relatable to everybody that they don't have to take big action, right? Right. So if they're yeah. taking this first step yeah. action, what is the action after awareness somebody could take that is not as big as they think it has to be? Love yourself. That's the biggest, that's the biggest step and the smallest step that every single human on this planet needs to take because your vibration within yourself and how you perceive yourself is a direct mirror reflection to the vibration of the planet. And if you simply know and love yourself, then that will reflect and shine brighter than anything else that you could ever do. You know, you could start a fund and you could, you know, give food to the needy, which would be great. But if you still don't love yourself, you're still not affecting the planet. It's such a simple step, but it's really missed in a lot of ways as well. Gosh, I love everything you have to say. Okay, I just have one last really nerdy question. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're talking about your, you know, normal day today, like what is like a typical day like for you or your morning routine or like, what does that look like? Okay, cool. Well, every day is different for me. I definitely don't exist within routines at all. Even my diet isn't routine. You know, I just kind of have an intuitive diet and I listen to myself every day. Um, especially being out here in Joshua Tree, I'm doing a ton of gardening, uh, a lot of landscaping. So I'm kind of like all cut up right now because I'm dealing with cactuses or cacti, I don't know, cactus. Um, but yeah, so daily routine. I mean, some days I fast, some days I eat a lot, 
Some days I work out, some days I meditate, some days I blast my music and I dance around. Every day I cook because I love cooking. You know, um, I journal, I answer emails, I deal with social media posts. So every day really looks different for me. Um, and it's all just a balance between the physical and the non-physical, but I've really truly learned to love every aspect of my physical life, every scrape that I get from a cactus, um, every kiss that I get from my wife, every good vibe I get from all the beings that I talk to. You know, I really have learned to, to really appreciate every aspect of this reality. Can you tell when uh, your relationship between your human self and cosmic self, can you tell when you may have been spending more time in one or the other? Yeah, 100%. Typically when I'm channeling too much, um, I'll be kind of distant and disconnected. Uh, and that typically, you know, it's my family members or my partner who really kind of notice that in me because I'm very, I don't want to say robotic, but I'm not very connected to emotions because emotions are so volatile. And a lot of the time I don't see a lot of value in emotions, uh, which is funny because I'm a very expressive person. Um, so yeah, so when I'm, it's basically just being too out of my body and then I kind of get on autopilot because I'm up here. Uh, and then when I'm too physical, I would say, um, I get too overwhelmed by the emotions. I get too overwhelmed by the day to day and I'm way too focused on little shit in my day that don't matter, like dishes in the sink or dog hair on the floor or whatever it may be, you know? So I, I have a very sensitive meter and I always just try and balance day to day. I love that. So in the morning, you'll wake up and just check in with yourself, like what you need that day to 100%. feel good. Yeah. I love that. Okay. My last question for you is what are you excited about right now? Oh my goodness. Everything. I mean, like literally everything. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing that I'm excited about is it's happening. It's here. Wow. I mean, I thought, I thought I was going to have to wait another 50 years for what's happening right now. Um, all we need to know is remove yourself from fear, understand that everything is happening is for the greater collective good. And this is such a blessing. This is such a gift. We have to collapse the old paradigms to step into the new. I'm just excited that things are changing and they're changing at a very deep, very fast and very drastic level. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I just want to take a second and honor you for the person you are, the knowledge and wisdom that you share um, so generously. I am so, so, so deeply grateful to connect with you. And I'm so deeply grateful for all of the people that are going to benefit from listening to this and benefit from every single video, from every single like gem of insight. It's just, it's so beautiful and it is so exciting. And I just want to um, thank you so much for that. Um, and everybody that's listening, like if you want more, there is so much <laughs> more. It is infinite. Um, I'll do like links in the show notes for her YouTube channel, sign up to be a member, to get special access to all these like truth bombs, you know, <laughs> I said that very intensely, but <laughs> <laughs> like all this amazing mind blowing um, truths to take it or leave it, but really empower yourself by seeing all the opportunity out there to, you know, to be able to choose. So it's a very exciting time. Thank you so, 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 so much, Elizabeth April. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. This is so much fun.
Are you looking for kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine? I am so excited to share with you about SourcePoint Wellness. SourcePoint Wellness is an integrative healing oasis located in Los Angeles that combines Chinese functional and spiritual medicine along with a bit of magic. Dr. Amanda and her team of experts offer virtual healing services to anybody in the world, including integrative telemedicine, herbal medicine, distance acupuncture and Reiki, goddess acupuncture, Akashic readings, chakra balancing, healing energy work, EFT, and customized breathwork. Literally everything and anything you need to be fully supported, mind, body, and spirit, Dr. Amanda and her team at SourcePoint Wellness has got you covered. Follow them on Instagram at SourcePoint Wellness or email Dr. Amanda directly at drcohen at sourcepointwellness.com. That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review and let me know what you loved about this episode and what you want to hear more of. Until then, do what feels good. Know that you are always supported and it is your birthright to have all the things you desire. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki. Thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.